الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحابته أجمعين أما بعد Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for being merciful to us that he has allowed us to re-gather ourselves in one of the places of ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Take your, your beauty at every place of prostration. A masjid originally uh, came from the word from sajada, place where you prostrate. And then it got this name of masjid. Uh, fortunately for the Ummah of Muhammad sallam, a masjid can or a place of worship can be anywhere. And we are so lucky with the Ummah of Muhammad sallam. That's why you find in the previous also Ummah, uh, especially some Bani Israel, they had the ma'bad and place of worship. You know where a monk could worship or uh, as we call them, the Christian priests would worship there and so forth. But one of the Prophet virtues and his pres- his um, virtue over other Anbiya, he mentioned this in his hadith himself, this is one of the six. And the earth has been made for me as a place of taking purification and a masjid for me. Meaning that we can also use that sand as a means of cleanliness and purification for ourselves when we pray to Allah. Not only water, we have a great substitute, and that is given to Allah by Allah Himself. So when you make tayammum, don't have a doubt when you make tayammum, because Allah said you can make tayammum. Whatever Allah says that we can do something, then we must also have that confidence that the Rabbul Alameen is saying that we can do that. And He's saying we mustn't do that. So, that's not my topic today, but for every lecture there has to be some type of understanding of where we come from and to realign ourselves with, uh, with our Creator. My, obviously my topic which, which I chose to, to speak about, and I like to include the youth as well. You know, very important uh, is the youngsters sitting here. Um, we might think of them, sometimes we just pass by them and we don't think uh, that we should include them uh, in our talks or should compass their needs but really, dear friends, they are the future, and they are the pillars, uh, you know, for the future. Because just as we came here, and then we came once, our hair was black and no craze. Then the salt and pepper face came. Then the full salt face comes. You know, dear friends, then we go to the grave. So they will pass, and they'll be our next generation. So we have to love the youth, and we also have to uh, consider them. It's very, very, very important also and establish you know that link uh, with them as well through salam and also dear friends my uh, my, my topic today is about um, uh, you know before I like to go into my topics I like to speak about uh, contemporary things so this is one of the things that's lagging in my mind in my mind sometimes you know I think these things uh, you know about our youth uh, how we can uh, connect to them and also uh, improve them spiritually so the journey of the soul uh, I'd like to speak about this this journey is not started now when we came into this world this journey had already begun when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created our souls way before time 
way before we can understand and fathom what is the universe was even. Allah created those souls and those souls were created. Then he made this dunya Darul Ibtila, a place of test and examination. And uh, we are conceived in our mother's womb. So first we were created there, the souls there, and then the flesh and blood was created in this, I'm just going to go through it in short, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail in every phase, although I'll shed light some here and there, uh, what I think we know we, we need to, to, to pay attention to as well. So, this soul needed now a conveyance and a body to, to place itself in. Allah, Allah created it that way, that it will need this need, where it will be contained in a heart, it will be contained within a body of a human. And this conveyance, then Allah created his masterpiece and his master conveyance through his mercy. Allah says, He fashioned you and He's fashioned you in a beautiful way. I mean, we're not created like the animals. We're not created like those with foes that we're crawling on our bellies. We walk upright. Our face is in the right place. Look how beautiful his insan has. He has his nose in the right place, his eyes, everything. And his mind is majestic. How does insan's mind, whatever you see outside, whether it's a developed world or wherever we have come, is all because of the brains that you have been given by Allah. So you can say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created our mind and our hands also to do that handiwork. And it's put a quality and a speciality in each one of you, in each one of us. So that this world may rotate in that way. I will need you for something. He will need me for something. So now this soul needed a body and Allah created this body. First, it was just a creation of a drop. A drop which you not even turn your eye to sometimes. You think that it's najis. You'd like to take it off your body. Huh? Can you imagine that? Mimain mahin, Allah says, from a, a debased water that, that you think, a droplet of a debased water. That was created there without a soul. So it took place, and the processes of it becoming from a clot, a congealed clot of blood, to uh, like a chewed piece of meat. Now Allah knows the time when he sent, approximately, as they say, ulama say, and mentioned the hadith. Another hadith mentioned about 40 days, but generally, the opinion is about 120 days or so, plus minus. Allah dedicated angels to send the soul to this world, into the womb, was placed there. The soul was sent, was entered into this, and his body started to quiver and shake inside there. Just a thought of pondering on something. When you speak to an atheist, I don't know if anybody has had a talk or had a chat with somebody who's an atheist. And they don't believe in the existence of Allah and the God. So they say we believe whatever we see. You show us, you see this here, we believe. This world is created with a big bang and so forth. Everything has a means. I came from my father. My father came from his father. Like that, they say. They want to see everything, how it came. So I asked them, do you believe you were in your mother's womb? They say, yeah. Who's going to deny that? 
anybody going to deny that? I said, but do you know, did you remember one day inside there, or a minute? Okay, recall a second for me that you're in your mother's room. One second, I'm asking you. Can a person even remember he was tossed around in his mother's womb, from one side of the liver, then she's going in there, jumping around in different parts of that, that water that Allah created? No, not a single human being, how great he is, will never recall a second in person. But you know that he came from there. So why did Daniel deny the existence of Allah subhanahu Allah fashioned you in that. So you think that you came from something, but you can't remember nothing. Allah says, Wallahu akhrajukum min butuni ummahatikum la ta'lamuna shayah. Allah expected you from the wombs of your mothers. You didn't know anything. That's what means. No news or no information you had. You were a child completely about that. So Allah taken us out from there. Then we came into this world. And now this conveyance now, all of a sudden, now you see the baby's crying, needs food, needs milk, the mother's milk. And so forth. Allah gave that the mother that um, the kudra and the power and the ability to, to feed the child. Milk was placed there, also natural medicine was placed in the, in the, in the breast of the mother. The high standing of a mother, of a place of a mother. We know that, dear friends. There's this conveyance now in the start to need these things. So once we start to tell you, you get thirsty, hungry. Allah made it. That is all from the plan of Allah. Because otherwise you'll be sitting at home. You won't be moving around. So I need this person. I need to go around now. So my children are crying. I need to go around. I go and look for work or whatever it is. I bring that and now there's this whole cycle that has started now in this world. Cycle has started in this world where I will be seeking risk, bringing, and people are eating and this whole, I will need you for something, you will need me for something, something we need each other for. And the whole way, and in this whole system that Allah created, um, Allah says that you don't be only a monopoly amongst the rich, but it's a complete cycle. That's why monopoly in, in economics is not a good thing, it's not a healthy thing. It's not a free economic system, but we don't go into that. Those who are seeking monopoly are trying to control the world. But we as Islam, we promote free economics, so that people can thrive and grow. Now, but okay, that's not our topic. Our topic is um, the journey of the this, this soul. So now this body wears out. And it gets older, and as time goes, it needs to go to its place where it came from, and that's the sand. It has to go there. And when it goes there, there's another world out there. Although outside, it's looking apparently to us that this person is the inmate of the grave. But now the soul has just left this world. It's not, it's not died. The, the soul hasn't died from the time it's been created. It hasn't died. It won't die. It just went to another world, which a world... It doesn't need a conveyance of a body anymore. Why? Let us let us let us ask here. Yeah. A person, let's say, Allah forbid, a person's body has been burnt. Now it will turn to ashes. Now let ashes now. How will a person feel the pain of the asab, for example, or enjoy the the ni'mat of jannah? So the soul will now experience that pain. Likewise, a person must have 
people say, okay, what happened if a person died in the shark, in a, in a person, in, in the stomach of a shark? It's a strange thing, but it can happen. Same thing. It's smithereens. Dust. Everything. Yes, as an honor, Allah keeps the graves of Ambiya and Shuhada and keeps them as an honor. Keeps those bodies refreshed. To show mankind. Sometimes Allah shows us in different ways that there's another world that exists so to know. To show us that that world really, really, really exists. So the world of the Barzakh now, which Quran also mentions, And behind them, and perhaps as another curtain behind them, and what comes, awaits them, is the life of Barzakh. Allah talks about in the time they will be re-resurrected again. So there's a world of death, of world of death, uh, of the grave. You know, we lost so many important people now. Right? I'm sure everybody felt some pinch losing somebody that's very important. Sometimes person lost a wife, person lost a father, a brother. It's up and down, it still makes you cry. Some people lost a child as well. Allah full their graves with no spelling and forgiveness. When we go there, they're going to be smiling and waiting. We're not going to an empty world. We're not going to a world of sand as we may think. Yes, it is scary to go to that world. It is scary to go within that box. Because we are leaving something that we used to, that we lived here, and now it's like strange. So a human being is naturally scared of that. But how Allah took you out from that way where you weren't even existing, you thought, Inside the womb of the mother and took care of what you here. Allah is positive. Allah is stable. So, that world of the grave and that, that receiving of the souls, they will meet us and we will be happy. And that's what we hope for, that Allah will receive us and host us and we'll be guests again, inshallah. We'll be the guests of Allah when we live in dunya. It's not just the person is just going to, to something bad or think so bad every time that the world of the, that place is a very bad place to go. Yes, I know we need to be scared for our actions. I know we need to be scared for our amal. But every time it's not just a bad place to go. We can't look forward to go meeting our father, our mother, in a place where Allah is pleased with those people. Yes, if Allah is not pleased, we all meet with those people. Those people, everybody knows, Allah knows how much to give certain person and not to give certain person. Allah save us dear friends. Allah can forgive anybody and don't need to call you don't have to answer to no one. Because we've got no we've got no chance. A person passed away, you can say that person is a chandanti or going to the fire. How much chance we got? Yeah, if we live a good life, there's a they are signs there. But how we can give the final verdict, dear friends? How it's not even in our hands. We don't even own our own lives. How do we make judgment on others? Nothing. The reality of it, that's the reality of it. We don't own our lives. Yes, Allah has given us choice in this world. You want to obey me? I'll give you choice and I'll also give you respite. And I'll open the doors of forgiveness for you for a long time so that you can see and ponder. Allah just wants us to go through this exercise. He doesn't want to punish us. Just for nothing. Allah doesn't want to punish us. The struggle of the soul, it doesn't mean punishment. When you work hard or you do something hard and you're working for the next life, it doesn't mean there's a punishment to But as it comes in the hadith, The ta'oon and the pandemic was a punishment for Bani Israel. And the 
mercy for this ummah, my ummah. Because the person takes, goes in the life of a shaheed, not necessarily a bad Dear friends, yes, there is a time when Allah punishes also. The people don't start to listen to them. And it goes to a bound and transgression where Allah knows that bound and that line. So that eventually I would like to terminate the joy of heaven. The next, obviously, after Barzah will come the next life of resurrection. That is another stage. So the journey of the soul, which is a very important one for us to understand as a human being, and it shows us that whatever trouble we went through in the dunya, we will be rewarded for it. Allah won't waste the reward of those people. Now you think to yourself, I went through so much trouble, I went to this, I lost one shop, one person would say, I lost so much money on this deal, 50,000 there, I lost 500 million there, I lost 500,000 there, I lost my property there, I had everything, now it's gone. You know, or a person say, this thing will work for that. that. Now that suffering, Allah knows that suffering which is recorded, inshallah. Why? If we never went to a suffering, how would we get Jannah also? How are we going to get Jannah? We had nothing in the dunya. No test of any test, sort. So now we would, if we had a choice in the world of luxury and hardship, we would definitely choose luxury. The soul is like that. So if we are not put in the test by Allah, then we would choose luxury every time. So the soul only wants to taste that the na'um and that the ease and the luxury and the comfort. Sometimes you get sick now, you don't want to get sick. If I tell you get sick or not get sick, you say, I don't want to get sick. Natural. So you have to understand this world that we live in. Yes, it's hard as a human being sometimes, but just to understand that makes our life so much easier. And that we can go to this world knowing that Allah is by our side. The worst feeling is to know whether the world forsakes you, it doesn't matter. But to feel that Allah has forsaken you is the worst feeling that a person feels. May Allah never forsake us and keep us close to Him and on His path.